Welcome to the Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shapshak and it is my job to introduce you to Stuff's newest employee, the young Brad Lang. That's me. Hello. Hello. Thank you for uh, employing me. Well, uh, he came highly recommended and has a degree in stand-up comedianism. Uh, it was, I would say it's more of a diploma more than anything else, but sure, no, I'll, I mean, I'll take the credentials where I can get them. So, Brad is joining me for this revival of the Stuff podcast, which is your essential weekly news about all things tech and what's going on in the world right now. So, we're going to kick off with Brad's suggestion. So... Arguably the biggest news of recent time, and certainly the month of November, has been Donald Trump's failure to convince the world that the election was rigged and that he actually lost it. Mm. So mm. he has had his protected status removed from both Twitter and Facebook, who are finally putting messages on his tweets and posts warning people that uh, they may not be factually correct, which is is just a a painful reminder that there are different standards for different people. Clearly, if you're the president of the United States, no matter how many times you break Twitter's rules and how many factually inaccurate uh, pieces of propaganda or m disinformation you post on social media channels, no one will do anything to censor you. Uh, that's been the big reveal, unfortunately, of what's happened. Yeah, that's been the big news. I also saw that, I saw Twitter make a post saying that um you know come the uh the inauguration of president-elect uh, biden that they will forcibly change donald trump's twitter handle to because it is at potus right now indeed yeah indeed. they're going to forcibly change it so biden will be able to use it which is a nice i think it's a it's a good step with twitter you know showing yeah look he's lost we know he's lost you know let's move on folks Indeed, indeed. And uh, I mean, I'm more, I'm more interested in the bigger picture, which is, you know, there are rules for conduct. Um, there's a, f you know, there's a free for all otherwise. And yet uh, the social media networks have cherry picked who they mm. give a free pass to is, you know, the person who could do the most damage to them if he changed legislation, yeah. which Trump warned he would do with uh, one of the sections of, of our sixes. Oh, do you remember when he was going to ban TikTok? because they ruined one of his rallies. Exactly, and and that's the, the common perception. I mean, there's a much deeper level of, of, of political analysis and it's mm. part of the, the war with China. But basically, that's what everybody thinks. He banned TikTok because um, the trade war with China, I should say, he, he banned. Well, it was, it was quite funny because he said he was going to try, he, he said he was going to, and then I think it was actually last week, TikTok put out a statement with the headline, but it wasn't, I don't know if it was the headline, but the, the, the article was basically like, so Donald Trump was going to ban us. We haven't heard anything from him in months. What what what, what are we doing here? Yeah. What's, what's going on? I we don't know if we're allowed to operate, but we're yeah. still here. I mean, I, I haven't followed it for a while, but I saw several court challenges. I know the ban against WeChat was was upheld, mm. or, or was was uh, the challenge against it was upheld by an American court. But it just shows you that we live in an age of of you know people called. Barack Obama's uh, first election, um, you know, the, f the first election of Twitter. And, and interestingly enough, it's, it's, it's matured from that to, you know, the, the manipulated 2016 U.S. presidential mm. elections that, that uh, 
Donald Trump won and the, the revelations about Cambridge Analytica and how they manipulated yeah. people. Uh, nine f- uh, you know, at the time, 40% of Americans got their news from from Facebook. And in this past election, it's it's gone up even more. Mm. So it just shows you how central new forms of communication are to everything and, and just how hard it is to regulate and keep everything cozy for everybody. Yeah, uh, actually that leads fairly nicely into the first thing that I wanted, to, more local thing that I wanted to talk about is that um, talking about like how much more uh, sort of accessible social media and whatnot is making um, news and whatnot. It's been a bit of a slow time in terms of news, but I, last week there was a bit of a, not, not a furore, but people got quite excited by the fact that Pick and Pay had as announced that it's doing its own mobile network. Indeed, which I Indeed. think is, which I thought was very interesting. I thought it was actually very clever. I, I have to agree because if you think about it, so many of the other loyalty schemes, because that's how you've got to look at it. Mm. This is not a mobile network. This is an extension of Pick and Pay Smart Shopper yeah. loyalty system. Now, you know, if you're an F and B or a Discovery member, user, subscriber, customer, you get, you know, points based on how you use your banking services, your yeah. health insurances. And of course, those are fantastic. But those are those are middle-class uh, customers f- in many cases, whereas everybody shops at Pick and Pay. Mm. And the, the payoff for people who have to shop somewhere to buy their groceries, uh, it's a clever strategic move by Pick and Pay to say, you'll get your groceries, plus you'll get free data. You'll, you'll you know, you get these data bonuses and... Uh, and of course, they they're hosting it on MTN's network, which mm. I, is notable because all the other previous virtual mobile network operators have been on on Celsi. So yeah. interesting play by MTN. Do you do you think them going the sort of the offering? Well, s- we should probably des- describe what what it is, right? So if you y- the whole thing is now if you use your, I think you have to yeah you have to buy get the pick up SIM bu- card first right yeah so you get the SIM card you have to buy airtime and based on how much airtime you buy and you how much groceries you buy yeah. you get a reward I, I took me years to understand ebucks I'm, I'm sorry I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna bend my mind around yet another loyalty scheme especially when I'm not gonna be using it no no but the whole thing is Lacey you you go to pick and pay you use your smart shopper card and if you got the SIM card you get data that you can yeah yeah that's that's yeah. how it goes. Do you think them going the route of setting up their own like mobile network was them going, well, Checkers kind of won the delivery app war. <laughs> he can't do anything <laughs> else there. Let's just, let's do our own thing, I guess. Because the Checkers 6060 app is excellent. You told me to use it the other week and I, and I used it this last weekend because my parents were in town. I didn't want to go out and do a shop. So I just got them to deliver um, some food and like it was amazing. It was so good. Slick, simple, easy to use, really built for mobile. I love that app. No, I, I don't think it's a it's it's quite that bad. But uh, I think Pick and Pay's response is is this part of their response. Mm. Um, this is this would have been probably a year in the making yeah. to to kind of do all the negotiations and deals, uh, especially over COVID. Um, but they, I know Pick and Pay are doing something because they've just bought Bottles, which was a, which was an alcohol delivery mm. app that pivoted into doing groceries, um, and they've worked together. They said there were some very complimentary uh, things said from the startup guys at Bottles and the CEO of, of mm. Pick and Pay that they'd worked together and they needed to raise funds. So it seems like a very clever mutual fit 
between them and and you know bottles showed they could they could deliver groceries yeah. uh pick and pay is still quite got quite a lumbering online system i i use interesting of all, of all things the most useful pick and pay service i use is is whatsapp shopping mm. um by you know and I, I whatsapp what i want and i go down to the uh, craig hall pick and pay and pick That's it up way, outside yeah. they bring it to your car it's fantastic i, I haven't used it for ages because i go in to buy a copy of the daily maverick on mm. on a saturday but this uh it's a it's it's a great a great idea I, pick and pay ha, there's precedent for how effective this can be internationally a lot of of, of retailers have done an mvno especially mm. in the uk because it's a it's a very obvious uh, add-on to a loyalty scheme yeah. you know everybody needs airtime and and free airtime for doing what you have to do every month which Especially is shopping in, in no brainer in countries like the um united states has like such severe issues with like it's it's um data pricing schemes like we think we have a bad in south africa and we do but like the in terms of like how the the u.s isps go about like charging people for data bundles it's like ridiculous you could see it being very very prevalent like th there where they have all of these yeah i mean it's funny you mention it i mean i i I try and avoid it. Well, I actually, uh, in recent years, I've been using a really great roaming service called No Roaming, K N O W Roaming. Really great service, run by a South African who lives in okay. in Toronto. Um, but before that, I used to just avoid it. And a couple of times, I bought SIM cards and added airtime. Mm. And and in fact, the only time uh, someone's tried to rip me off in all my travels, all the way up and down Africa. Uh, through Eastern Europe, all the places that have like bad reputations, yeah. you know, as, as as Trump would call them, uh, we're not allowed to swear. Otherwise, we, yeah, we, we get we get censored um, on some of the podcast platforms. But uh, those s whole countries, um, <laughs> and the only time anyone ever tried to rip me off was in New York. Yeah. Um, at a at a T-Mobile store. And I'm gonna I be mean, honest. That doesn't shock me though. <laughs> I mean, I was like. I mean, it was just completely befuddling. I was like, yeah. and I just kept saying to him, but I don't need this. I don't need to buy that. I, I, I may be a tourist, but I have a SIM card. The SIM card's working. I just need to add data. Yeah. And he's, they were just trying to rip me off. So yeah. I, I was thrilled when I discovered no roaming, and that's how, that's how I travel. Mm. It, it, clever, clever. Let's just talk about them because it's a great system. It uses the eSIM um, that have been available in iPhones since the iPhone ten. Okay. I think it's the 10 or the 10s, I forget, but it, it's fantastic. You link it to your phone, and um, wherever you go that they have a service, it costs $5 a day, I think, uh, for unlimited data. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in America, in Europe. So so that's how I travel with Data9, of course, uh, as I warn everybody every time. If you're going to travel and use free Wi-Fi, you must, must, must use a VPN mm -hmm. from Always. the second you log on. Um, because it's not, you know, it's Even other people on the network. Yeah, public Wi-Fi is just so risky. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And most people just just don't. Uh, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't get out of your car in the middle of nowhere. And no, exactly. Anyway, so so, um, so yeah, this moving on. Good for pick and pay. Good um, pick and pay. The the last thing I wanted to mention on it is that you know, a, a roughly a week after pick and pay, like says, yeah, we're doing mobile network. Um, Woolworth comes out and says, hey, we're also doing a, a delivery app, which I thought was quite funny. Nothing worth mentioning because I haven't actually spoken anything about it, but I just think it's even funny that Woolworths is now getting it. <coughs> yeah, that was a, one would guess that's a bit of a premature um, announcement just yeah. so that 
people just to know get that in on that. They're bringing out the app called Dash. Good because their their delivery service is, is painful. Not great. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. Great. Both 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 Pick and Pay and Woolworths don't have fantastic services. But look, I mean, during hard lockdown, we used Click and Collect a lot. We mm. you know we minimized how much we we went out and did. Yeah. I th- I think it's worth pointing out that that all of this is just fantastic for e-commerce i mean mm. the the results uh, have been fantastic for just about everyone across the board yeah. uh nice purse through its its process subsidiary which it owns uh 73 had a excellent year um mm. you know I, I forget the figures but really really good year take a lot uh, which is a, a nice purse subsidiary also fantastic mm. um uh, year this year and and everybody from amazon to alibaba to ebay everybody who's doing digital uh commerce and e-commerce and m-commerce they've all had really good uh really good um yeah. years because if nothing the coronavirus lockdown has pushed people to using e-commerce and i and i and i think it's fascinating i mean I've, you've just seen radical changes in people's behavior and in, in less than a year patterns like, yeah, yeah. No, it's wild. Speaking of like radical changes in one's behavior, um, this isn't like uh, hi- sort of high-profile news, but I think it's a interesting thing that uh, we should talk about nonetheless. I don't know if you've seen uh, about Google's new app that it's putting out. Yes. The the um what's the task task the, ta- the taskmate app. Yeah. Which basically like if you get like a thing to like sign into it, you can it, g- it gives you like a little message. That says walk down to this 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 storefront, that's like a kilometer away. Take a picture of it, and we'll give you like a dollar. Yeah, which is like that. That Google's app is Google's basically paying people, just normal users, not employees, to go and do their data scraping, basically, which is kind of wild. I I love having these conversations with you, young people, because this has been a business model for so many other firms for years. And Google's basically just taking it in house. So, oh really? Uh, yeah, there were some. There've been some really um, uh, brilliant companies. I'm just trying to think of the first one I came across, uh, Somersource, mm. that did this kind of uh, Google Maps and Google uh, information fact checking. You know, so like microwork, it's called that people will go and confirm something or take a mm. picture or validate it's correct or you know uh, help train help train um, uh, 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 algorithms to spot traffic lights. And, mm. you know, it was amazing when everyone finally worked out that those funny little capture things that suddenly started asking oh you yeah. to, to recognize buses, traffic lights, uh, those uh, the, those safety crossings. They're, they're, the, they're the worst. I, ca- I don't mind them, but then when they pop up with, like, click on the um, blocks that have a car in it, and there is like a corner of the top yeah, of yeah, yeah, sli- yeah. the slightest sliver of a car. Gets me too. Like hey. what, what is the protocol here? <laughs> and you, you know, I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit that it took me a while to realize that as soon as you tick all of the cars, street lights, whatever, traffic lights in the, in the picture, you've got to hit verify immediately. Yeah. Otherwise, they load more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I hope I speak for everyone, and I wasn't <laughs> no, the only, no, no, I'm the sure only idiot to. No, we've, yeah. we've, we've, no one knew this. This is a revelation to literally every person that's what's watching. I'm sure. <laughs> Your politeness is, is noted. <laughs> Thank you. But, I mean, it's just, it is a, a vast new world. I mean, part of the reason this podcast has been in a hiatus, apart from uh, Craig Wilson abandoning us uh, well, for thanks, New Craig. York, um, uh, it. Uh, 
you know, we just haven't been able to get together. So yeah. here Brad and I are social distancing uh, while we record this and, and hopefully bring you up to speed. So this will become a weekly event from now on. So like, I, yeah, I didn't, without going into the um, more into news, because it's, it's years winding down, there's little news. I wanted to talk to you about if there's anything in particular you've been, any gadget, piece of tech app you've been playing with recently. God, you if, know you tell me an ex- if you tell me you've been playing with an Xbox Series X, uh, I will uh, throw you uh, out the window. So, um, actually, the thing, the thing that I've actually been using the most is just a great new service that has kind of popped up all of a sudden. It was, a c- it was obvious in a few places, but now it's kind of everywhere. And that's a, a, a way to read articles to you. The Daily Maverick have had mm. it for ages, Business Live have included on their top stories uh, for Business Day and the Financial Mail. Um, I see the News 24, the latest version of the app reads it to you. And what's really fantastic about that is, you know, I'm driving and I want to hear the news. You know, in the past I've saved things to Pocket and then got Pocket to read it to me. In fact, I found all my favorites and listened to things that I've Mm. saved to Pocket already. Um, So that's actually been the thing that I've I've enjoyed the most. About that. Yeah, I wanted to ask you how you're actually doing that, taking the articles and podcasting them, essentially. Is there, a, is, are you just using the in? Uh if the, yeah, if the facility's there, otherwise I select all and I get Siri to read it to me. Because there, there's an amazing um, Google extension that you can install to Chrome. Yeah. Where you can basically drag whatever article, the, a link to whatever article you wanted to read out to you. Just drop it into it like a top right, read it out to you. I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. Yeah. But if you, if, you, if you had to search... Um, no, I, it's very handy. Um, look, the problem is that I only really want that on my phone. Yeah, I don't necessarily enough. want it on, Unlike your on a desktop. desktop yeah, I mean, a desktop, I'll read something. But it, I, I mean, I've been thinking so much during lockdown about the way we consume information because, I mean, we know it's the, the golden age of podcasts, right? We, we yeah. are. I, I did a great interview with Chris Anderson, the guy who runs TED, um, and he was... You know, he had a really great way of, ex- of of describing it. Of course, his podcast been the TED podcast been hugely oh, it's, yeah, it's uh, TED, successful. It's huge. Yeah. And and he said it's you you can always listen to a podcast while you're doing something else. Mm. And I've been doing that for years. I've been you know I've been listening to great history podcasts. Yeah, and yeah. The BBC's f- uh, Fifty Things That Made the Modern Economy, Fifty More Things. Uh, BBC's 30 Minutes to the Moon. I can't fall asleep without listening to a podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, and that I don't. I like to yeah, read. No. But but I, I, I've become so used to consuming media that, you know, a few years ago I went back to Audible, which had, you know, I'd signed up to way, way back when mm. uh, and discovered how wonderfully sophisticated it had become. And I've been a big Audible user. Uh, I took a subscription this year. And I've really loved it because you get um, – you get – a lot of free recordings with it. But, yeah. but one of the things I've noticed is that people write, say, a three to 5,000-word essay or a 10,000-word New Yorker essay sure. about a subject. There was a really great one I listened to about caffeine. And then the author reads it. Mm. So it's both a, you know, it's both a, a, a podcast book. platform and a... Exactly. And I, and, I, and I really like that. So, so the, the, you know, the transition to listening to today's news... Mm. Um, that's been really great. So of course, it was when you know uh, there was that spate of of VBS um, 
arrests and oh, yes, uh, the yes, free yes, state yes. asbestos uh, tender saga arrests. Really fantastic. So I was like, I was busy and I was doing things. And I was coming out quick as well. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't. So and that's become I become a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, that's just a it's a great extra interface, a heavy piece of code to put in the page, choose through your data. Yeah. But, but for me, it. yeah, really worth it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. The thing what's your uh, what's your thing at the moment? The, thi the thing that I'm, I'm playing with at the moment is something you'll appreciate as someone who likes the retro sort of stuff. And I brought it because I haven't shown it to you yet. But recently, to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary, Nintendo put out a replica of the 1980 oh wow Na nintendo oh game God. and watch it does two, it does two things oh. it plays mario and it shows the time and that's all it does <laughs> but it's really cool awesome. it's like a, it's like a solid little device it, it was usb-c usb-c oh you get like an eight hour charge out of it it plays so now you know in my in my cupboard of of with all my stuff i have the original you have the original? The actual original of this thing. Of a Game & Watch, from an, a 1980 Game & Watch. That's exactly. Cool. That is I've really cool. I've got it. So, so n n Nintendo is sort of, sort of giving them out. Well, not giving them out. They gave it to press this um, this last week. And I've been playing with it all weekend. You Beautiful. Know, we're, we, we've just launched into like a next generation of consoles with new Xboxes and Playstations. Yeah. And I spent my weekend playing no, a game from 85. This is totally cool. It's so cool. And like the, uh, it's, it's got the I proper LCD screen, like the original, except it's color now, which is... Yeah, see if you can get the sound. Okay, well, you need... If you, just die. I just, you know, I just die. wanted to sound. Yeah, replay <laughs> those sounds just for... This is really fantastic. I, I, hopefully, you'll let me play with this yeah, this no, weekend. Yeah, you, you no, can, you can definitely. It's... um. You can get it. I mean, Nintendo selling them. It's quite a limited thing if it's like yeah. to celebrate. Yeah, so no, no, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's um, my thing that I'm playing with at the moment. Yeah, very cool. And I've seen Puma have done a very cool Mario Brothers yes, set well. of trainers or kicks or you know, some uh, hats and other things. That's he's turning yeah, 35. Yeah, that's yeah, very cool. I met the guy who's his voice. Uh, um, yeah. I, I know his name. I know, I know his name. every every yeah, one of us does second. anyway as. As we head towards the end of the show, someone in the middle will scream out his someone's, name. Someone's going to tell us. Yeah. yeah um, really, really interesting character. Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. That's right. Yeah. Um, always reminds me of Marionette. Mm. So in a way, I suppose that's what uh, that's what Mario is. He's what, just running in a circle, basically. Yeah, he's a, he's a digital marionette. You yeah, know, we used to push forward, jump back buttons all these years shoot fireballs like all the good marionette puppets do exactly yeah. exactly that's a very that's a clever thing by nintendo that's really clever yeah. i mean i hope their limited run is like 10 million units yeah, no, it's, very, it's very limited they'll just sell those to everybody that's yeah. just a totally cool awesome little thing i really like single use gadgets man they just you know yeah, there's some like things there's some things that you just really want like you know to do one thing and to do exactly. it really well like like a spade Honestly, I just like the way it looks as well, like the gold and the red trim. Like it looks totally looks pulled directly out of the. Totally, we'll post really photographs like of of the of the no, original. No, they're, they're all, all all up on the website and online. Yeah, no, it looks great. Somehow convinced me to play this. So uh, I just pushed pause for a moment and I went and got out my original game and watch. The game and watch, yes. The game How and cool! Watch. All those Mario colors. Mario Brothers themed game and watch. Even this one, like, I didn't think, like, this one's got, like, the proper, like, LCD screen, right? But even then, like, it's got, like, color, which I didn't think it would. 
This no, is my this first time a, seeing this. This is amazing. So, so this was not the uh, no, it's not, it's not the original. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't play ball. It plays. Uh, it's not Mario, but like, it is Mario branded, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just and it's Look got on the, the dual screen one. Ugh. Turn it over. Turn it over. What batteries does it play? A uh, little black, like. Uh, they even make batteries for this. No, thing? they did. They better they those those tiny little round flat ones that you use in hearing aids and. This is from eighty-three. This is from. Yeah. This is three years after the original. How? Oh wow, that's that is awesome. It's even got the same sort of color scheme with the red and the sort of gold. Um, front yeah, oh, that's right. which is why I mean, the second you showed me this new Nintendo update of this, your face lit up like a child. At yeah, Christmas. it totally reminded me. I had a Donkey Kong uh, game and watch as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that would have been so even earlier than this, I would imagine. Yeah, just so awesome. I mean, I remember going up to the cafe and playing um, on a machine for hours on end i imagine hours hours me and my friend darren chats we'd go and we'd play hours and hours mm. and hours i never had that experience because when i was a kid arcades were dangerous and you couldn't yes, you, could yes. you couldn't go in them i remember my favorite game for years was was um uh Zevious. you mm. don't even get that anymore it was no. one of those like shoot em fighters and then of course um tetris of course. Well, when, I was at, when I was at Rhodes, I used to go into, I don't even know if it's still there, the union they call oh it. Oh, yeah. I used to perform shows at the union. Did you? Oh I yeah. used to go there and play on that. That It was a Tetris machine. I remember one of my friends, uh, Nicola Coningsby, for one of my birthdays, gave me, in fact, my, my first birthday and first year, mm. my first year birthday, she gave me a, a, a really beautiful um, leather pouch. Yeah. And we were all latter-day hippies back then with long hair and uh, a leather pouch filled with twenty cent coins, <laughs> so yeah, that that's I could that's play. Cool. I could play Tetris. It was really cool. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I still have the pouch actually. So uh, that's the yeah. What a clever idea. Good for Nintendo and it and good at like just at the right time. I know. Um, I'm particularly impressed to see it charges with USB C. That, that for me is battery power. Well, battery life for like eight hours. Hey. Which, I mean, I suppose it's not generating a lot of power. You don't really need to burn. But, like, it's so nice for trips. Excellent. Excellent. It. And it's uh, it's really great. Funny you mentioned that. I, I'm, you know, I wear a, a, a Fitbit Versa 2 watch. And I I was doing some some moving around and tweaking. So I went and had a look through the the app store. And, and obviously, I'd never looked in the game segment before. But of the watch. Of the watch, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, uh, it's just not what I'm going to do. But... I found two things that really, <laughs> really made me laugh. The first was you can get a version of Snake, um, <laughs> cool. which is which is really funny. How do you play Snake on your watch though? Do you use your finger? To yeah, yeah, you okay, tap and sure, move sure. around. And then, um, uh, and then the other thing that was really funny was um, I discovered a, a, a version of Flappy Bird, oh, which God. is still like oh. impossibly hard to play. <laughs> so, I put them both you on know, my watch. Do you know the story of Flappy Bird? Uh, it's of course I do. Yeah. You tell it. It's a great one. Oh, well, the, the, I was just going to say that the fact that you can't get it anymore. Like it is impossible to get a copy of um, Flappy Bird. Because the, the creator delisted it because he was so tired of like... Of his, of his instant success. Yeah, already. of his success. Yeah. He hated seeing it all over the place. So he delisted it and no one can get it anymore. Yeah. Which um, is kind of sad, but also, <laughs> I mean, kind of cool at the same time totally totally yeah what a what a story 
anyway, I uh, I remember at the time just after Flappy Bird was was delisted that people were selling their handsets with yeah, it yeah. on for like a small fortune. I mean, it really is the strangest thing. We, s- we saw that this week, um, not this week, this year with with, um, the, with Fortnite. With Fortnite, people were selling their iPhones that still had Fortnite on them because you can't, you couldn't get it anymore because of the whole Epic Games lawsuit. It really was quite something. So weird. Yeah. Well, on that uh, nostalgic note, um, uh, Flappy Bird and and Mario Brothers, uh, thanks for joining us again on the Stuffed Podcast. And uh, we'll be seeing you weekly from now. My name's Toby Shapshack. And uh, I'm Brad Lang. And you can find this podcast. Please subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.